and welcome to the Pet Business Coach Podcast, where I help make your pet business dreams a reality. I'm your pet business coach, Eliza. This will be a very special episode. This topic is close to my heart, and I'm sure it's close to yours, too. The date is April 6th, 2020. It's a beautiful spring day, and the birds are singing outside, and the world is in crisis. We're in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, and everyone is thinking about their business and what will happen to them. I hope this episode will give you some practical advice for how to weather the storm. But most of all, I hope it will remind you that better times are coming and we will get through this. With that, let's dive right in. As I sit down to record this, the date is April 6th, 2020. Spring started more than a week ago and no one really noticed. Why? Well, as you know, if you're anywhere in the world, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Coronavirus, more specifically COVID-19, has hit with a vengeance. Actually, saying we're in the middle of a pandemic isn't really accurate. We're at the beginning of a pandemic, and we've got a long way to go. That's maybe the hardest part, not being able to see an end in sight. It will get worse, much worse. Projections are now showing that Before the infection is under control, several million people will have been infected and tens of thousands will die. This isn't even taking into account the impact to the economy, which is going to be felt for years to come. At this point, everyone is well-versed in the proper hand-washing techniques, and a new phrase has been indelibly ingrained in everyone's vocabulary, and that is social distancing. It's the practice of leaving at least six feet between you and another person. In my hometown of Omaha, as in many other cities, gatherings of more than 10 people have been restricted and banned. This has effectively shut down all the restaurants, bars, and other gathering places who are now trying to get by on providing takeout meals and service. Starbucks is still serving coffee, but it's walk-up counter service or drive through only. There's no sitting around or loitering in the shop anymore. Grocery store shelves are empty and it's nearly impossible to find hand sanitizer, bleach, alcohol, or toilet paper. Not because there's a shortage of items, but because people in a panic have been hoarding groceries and the normal supply chains just can't keep up. They will catch up, but it'll take a while, and in the meantime, people are acting out of fear, and they really can't hear logic, and I totally get that. As I record this, most states have enacted shelter-in-place mandates, They call them by different names, but they all basically say, don't leave your house. This sounds so ominous. They're forcing people to stay in their own homes and not go outside for anything except groceries and medical needs for at least 14 days, which is the incubation time of the virus. My husband, who was on vacation in Florida with his dad, took an early flight home last week. He had planned to stay a few more days, but he was talking to his brother in Minnesota. His brother had reached out to tell him that he needed to go home to Nebraska as quickly as possible while he still could, while the state was still allowing people in and out. My husband took the message to heart and booked the next flight he could. The airport in Florida was crowded when he arrived for his flight, lots of people leaving because they were afraid if they waited, they wouldn't be able to leave. Fear and mild panic are the new normal lately. I'll admit, I'm grateful to both my brother-in-law for igniting a little fear in my husband, and I'm grateful that my husband is home safe. Regardless of the chaos going on around us and the nearly hourly changes in the situation, daily life is going on. My husband and I woke up this morning, Sunday, 
Normally, we'd go out for coffee and a pastry and sit around the cafe enjoying the morning, just talking about things. This morning, instead, we took a walk down to the convenience store to get some bacon for breakfast at home. Thankfully, they're still open. I'd normally go to the YMCA for a swim, but they're closed too. Even the charitable organizations have had to shut down. My husband would then spend a good part of the morning looking online at his fantasy cycling and baseball teams, but nearly all sporting events have been canceled. Later today, we'd normally go out for dinner somewhere, our special treat for the week. Tonight, we'll probably get takeout food. It's not the same thing, but it's as close as we can get right now, and I'm happy to have it. People are settling into an interim normal. The rapidly changing situation means people are reacting as things come at them. Reality is just starting to set in, and the world is on the precipice of going into hiding. It's not all bad, however. Stories are pouring in about neighbors helping neighbors. The pandemic has brought the world together like nothing else has in the last decade. It might be just my imagination, but I think people seem nicer. I went out for a walk yesterday, and every person I saw, while it wasn't very many, smiled and acknowledged me. Definitely a shift from the heads-down, mind-your-own-business attitude you normally encounter on city streets. Weirdly, it's a bit like the atmosphere you have at Christmas, where everyone is just a little bit kinder, except this is coming from a place of concern and fear, not from a place of renewed hope in the world. If you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner, you've spent the last few days, as I have, figuring out what to do and how to react. You're somewhere along the continuum of finding ways to keep your business limping along with at least some income coming in to completely shutting down your business. You're looking for ways to help and retain your employees in the short term and protect yourself and your business in the long term. You're educating yourself on things like furloughs, layoffs, unemployment insurance, workers' comp claims, and small business disaster recovery loans. Things you never really thought you'd have to deal with, but they are now the majority of your day. And you have time to do it because your clients have slowed to a trickle. Every entrepreneur knows the dreaded statistic or some version of it. And that is that 90% of new businesses fail in the first three years. It's not a statistic that stops any of us, or many of us, from starting a business. We're so full of hope, energy, and optimism when we start our business that we completely ignore it, or at least push it to the very back of our minds. We have to. Most of success in life is attitude. You have to believe you can do and achieve anything, and a mind constantly filled with an expectation of failure will drive a business into the ground faster than anything else. Nevertheless, the statistics are there, and there are reminders everywhere that this statistic is pretty accurate. As I record this, I'm almost at that critical birthday in my own business. On June 1st, less than two months from now, my business will be turning three years old. With the shelter-in-place mandates taking hold and us still on the bad side of rate of infection curves, my business has slowed to a fraction of what it was. Realistically, I'll reach my third birthday with not much of a business to talk about. Does that mean I've failed? Will I be one of the 90% that fade away into a small business graveyard? Absolutely not. I've heard some people advise small businesses to go down fighting. I agree with the fighting, but don't assume you know the ending to the story, to your story. Can you continue on as before during your crisis like an ostrich with your head in the sand? No, of course you can't. But what should you do? Well, here's what I'm doing, and here's a path forward for you. And this applies to any crisis, not just this one. Number one, take a little bit of time to get your head on straight. 
I will fully admit when the reality of the pandemic situation started to sink in with me and clients started to cancel services, I spent a good two days on the couch binge-watching Netflix and eating ice cream. Which brings me to number two. Number two is realize that you always have a choice. You can passively sit by and wait for things to get better and risk having your business die an irreversible death, or you can choose to change what you're doing right now to maximize the chances that your business rides out the storm and comes out stronger on the other side. Number three, seek out help. As I was polishing off the Ben and Jerry's, luckily I also was spending some time browsing through Facebook groups specific to my industry. And amid a lot of people complaining about their circumstances, I also found a lot of people with very helpful, very practical advice. In addition to that, seek out your industry's associations. And I know you have them, every industry does. They're going to be out there championing your business, or at the very least, providing information on the current climate and what's going on with other similar businesses. Also, check into the wealth of low-cost or free small business support organizations out there, including the Small Business Administration and your local small business service providers. This isn't an exhaustive list of help, but it's a great start. Number four, review your plan. If you're not already you need to get intimately familiar with your business finances. Review and revise your budget. Figure out what's critical spending and what's not. Take a look at your tactical and strategic plans and make changes where needed, or even start from scratch and redo it if needed. Number five, recognize that it won't be business as usual for a while. The way you approach your business will change, at least in the short term. You won't market in the same way, you won't spend in the same way, You won't provide services in the same way. That doesn't mean you won't do these things, or at least most of these things. You just need to figure out what they look like during the crisis. In my own business, for example, I've stopped pre-scheduling social media posts and moved more to live posts to help keep everyone informed on changing circumstances and to provide encouragement to those who are concerned and nervous. If you're like me, you're in an efficient routine with your business. Monday is my day for community marketing. Wednesday is social media day. Friday is administrative day. I'm a very organized person and I'm pretty disciplined. I had to chuck a lot of that plan right out the window and anyone who has met me knows that I love a good plan. So that was really hard for me. But now I have a new plan to get through this. And finally, number six. Last but not least, don't stop dreaming and aspiring. This too shall pass. It's important to not lose sight at the light at the end of the tunnel. Spend time thinking about how you can set yourself and your business up to come back stronger than ever when the time is right. This means polishing up, or maybe you're creating from scratch, your standard operating procedures, or updating your policies, or educating yourself on topics related to running a successful business. Things will get worse. The implications of this pandemic will go on for a long time, and I can only theorize as to what my industry will look like when it's over. Some advice on theorizing, though. Theorizing aimed at preparing for a better, stronger comeback for your business is good. Theorizing cloaked in predictions of doom and gloom aren't helpful. Things will get worse, but then they'll get better. They always do. To conclude, let me share a few observations. I've always been an analyzer. It's a habit that drives my husband a little bit bonkers. I analyze every interaction and every action ad nauseum. Some might call it obsessive. I like to call it introspective. It's how I learn and how I do better next time. 
I've learned a few things about myself in the past couple of weeks. Number one, I really love coffee shops. Now that they're closed temporarily, I've realized that I go there for peace and quiet, to strategize, to be inspired, to be around people, to drink fancy coffees, and so many other things that I now don't have access to. They are the office and workspace that working from home doesn't provide. I really miss them and really look forward to going back soon. Number two, the British were right. A cup of tea really does make everything seem much better. Number three, being isolated myself now, as everyone is, I've discovered an empathy in myself for those folks out there who are always isolated, either physically or psychologically, the elderly, the sick, the shy, everyone who, for whatever reason, don't get to or can't interact. I know you know of someone like this in your life. Reach out to them. I know they'd love to hear from you. I've also got some predictions based on my observations of others and my experience. Once we get through this, things will be normal, but it's going to be a new normal. I believe people will change. I believe, or at least I hope, that people, having been reminded of the fragility of life, will live more intentionally and will gain a new appreciation for the everyday things that we often take for granted. And let me leave you with one more thought. When things get difficult in your business, remember your why. Why did you start the business in the first place? I mean really why, not just to earn a bunch of money because money is only a means to an end. Maybe it was to be able to spend more time with your family or to help people by providing a great service or to be in charge of your own destiny. Keep that why first in your mind. It's that why that will allow you to get through this. As for me, I'll also be remembering my why, and I'll be looking forward to my third birthday party. That's our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, I would love it if you'd leave me a review on whatever platform you're tuning in on. You can also find me at thepetbusinesscoach.dog, or check out my blog at imnotthekidnextdoor.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and remember, you always have a choice. Don't forget to choose happiness.